You know, Pastor John has uh, uh, spent a lot of time in recent times teaching on the subject of faith and uh, the idea of receiving from God. And I want to go ahead and uh, just hook on with the same subject matter, take a little different route with it, but uh, uh, just to go in that same general direction. I want to talk to you tonight about the power of God. And uh, from a specific standpoint, I want to talk to you about a Greek word, uh, uh, which is dunamis. Dunamis, which is the Greek word that is um, most of the time in the New Testament translated as power, but also translated as some other things. And uh, don't... Don't get the idea that you're just going to get a Greek lesson tonight because this is this is not about Greek. This is about you getting it. Believe me, we're going to get something tonight. But uh, the, the reason I bring that up, and one thing you got to understand is that you can have the same Greek word a whole lot of places in your Bible or in the Old Testament, which was written in Hebrew. You can have the same Hebrew word translated into English, into different English words. For instance, the uh, Hebrew word for shalom, you, you see it often in the Old Testament being translated as peace, but it is not solely translated as peace. It's also translated as some other things because it's a big word. There's not just one word that defines it. For instance, in Psalm 35, verse 27, it says that the, the Lord uh, has pleasure in the prosperity of the servants. And the word prosperity there in that particular psalm is the same Hebrew word shalom, which most of the time is translated peace. But what it does, it just gives you some insight into knowing that, uh, that this is one word that, that's bigger than uh, one little concept. You can't just nail it down to one little concept and say, this is all shalom is, because shalom is bigger than that. And some of those key words in the Bible, you, you, can't, you can't put it in a box and, you know, put it in a little cubbyhole and say, these are your boundaries, you can't go any further, because God's not like that. You know, God, God has some big words to describe some big things that he does for his people that, 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 that uh, aren't limited and restricted to this and only this. Because you see, God's a, an overflowing, too much kind of God. He's not cheap. So next time you go and uh, have somebody waiting on you, remember, the Lord's not cheap and I represent him, so I better not be cheap either. Hey, now. But uh, I bring up that word uh, to, to uh, now as we go into the New Testament, the, the word dunamis is not always translated power in every case. And, and uh, you know, we can think of power in some kind of uh, generic sense almost. Yeah, God is all powerful God and put our religious voice on when we're saying it and be so far away from power. I mean, you're just miles away from power, even though you're using the word. But the, the, the thing is, is that we're going to see the, the dimensions of what this word means and what it means to us how we get it in us, how we access it, how we activate it, and how we can experience the benefits of it in our own lives. Are you ready to dig in? Let's do it. First of all, I want you to uh, realize this, that the word of God is dunamis. The word of God is dunamis power. Romans 1.16, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God, the dunamis of God, unto salvation to everyone who believes. Are you a believer? Then what that verse is saying is that the gospel is dunamis to everyone who believes. So if you believe, then it's dunamis to you. So once again, I ask, are you a believer? Then God is saying that this word is dunamis to you. We also see over in 1 Corinthians 1.18 that uh, 
Paul said the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are saved, it is the power of God. The preaching of the cross, the gospel, the gospel message is described as the power, the dunamis of God. So uh, what I want to do is uh, just keep on taking a little trip down the road here. We see that the word is dunamis, but what else does the Bible describe as dunamis? Or shall we say, who else? Let's talk about the Holy Ghost and dunamis. You know, in Luke 4.14, after Jesus was tempted, and I know we're, we're just laying the foundation. I'm going to have you turn somewhere before too long. But in the meantime, it's good note-taking territory. Luke 4.14 said that Jesus returned from being tempted in the wilderness in the power of the Spirit, in the dunamis of the Spirit. Right also in the Gospel of Luke 24 and verse 49, Jesus is getting ready to ascend into heaven. And he said that, behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, And uh, he says, you stay right here in Jerusalem until you are endued with power, with dunamis from on high. Acts 1.8, just such an awesome example of the commission that Jesus gave before he left. And and the importance of us having the Holy Spirit in us before we go out and and, and, uh, attempt to do what Jesus has called us to do. He said, yeah, I, got, I called you to do something, but you need to be equipped to do it first. That's why he said these words, that you shall receive power, you shall receive dunamis after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Also in the book of Acts, 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with dunamis, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. My, my, my. So is there a chance that if you've got some oppression of the devil going on in your life, is there a chance that the solution to fix that and get that stuff to hit the road is the dunamis power of God? Absolutely yes. Oh, Lordy. Go to Romans 15. One more verse, if you're writing these references down, I want to give you one more before you, we, we'll read in Romans 15 together. Ephesians 3.16, Paul is praying for the church. Part of what he prays is that they would be strengthened with might. The word might there is the word dunamis, that they would be strengthened with dunamis through his spirit in the inner man. Of course, I've always been a big proponent of praying the Bible, praying the the prayers that are written in the Bible, mostly found in the epistles of the New Testament. And... uh, By praying that, you can take the same prayers that Paul prayed for the church and pray them for yourself and pray them for others. Absolutely, I believe in that. I practice that regularly. So you can pray for yourself to be strengthened with dunamis through his spirit in the inner man. Now Romans 15, you got it? I want you to look at verse 13. And this is a key verse to where we want to go tonight. It says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. That you may abound in hope 
And uh, another word you can use for hope there is expectancy or expectation. That you may abound in expectation by the power, the dunamis of the Holy Spirit. That you may abound in expectation by the dunamis of the Holy Spirit. And of course, a, a verse that is very common to all of us, Second Timothy 1.7 says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, dunamis, love and a sound mind. What kind of spirit has he given to us? He's given us a spirit of dunamis. So, all right, dunamis is power. La-di-da. What can it do for me? Go to Mark 5. Let's check this out. Have you brought your shovels to do some digging? Let's do some digging. Mark 5. I want to look at, uh, well, let's go ahead and start with the beginning of the story. Verse 25, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things and many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. Now, now let me stop right there and say this. I'm reading out of the, the old King James here. The new King James has that word virtue as power. But one way or the other, the Greek word is the same. That word for virtue or uh, in the old King James or power in the new King James is dunamis. So Jesus knew in himself that dunamis had gone out of him. And so he turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Now what happened to this lady? Go back up. Verse 28 and 29, it says that she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague or of that disease. So we need to understand what happened here is that Jesus is walking through here with the dunamis power of God inside of him. Lots of people reached out and touched him out of curiosity. This woman was in faith, very obviously. You could tell by her actions that she was in faith. And Jesus certainly confirmed it when he said, Daughter, great is your faith. But what she did, was she had faith, Jesus had power. And if we could get faith and power somehow connected together, then the power that's in Jesus would flow into her who had the faith And make any changes that need to be made. In this case, she had a condition that she couldn't get rid of for 12 years. And boom, just like that. It was gone. So we read these, well, I I know we didn't read them. I quoted them to you. I gave you references. But to understand that the word of God is his dunamis. 
Also understanding the spirit of God is the dunamis of God. So if you've got the word in you, (laughs) and if you've got the spirit of God in you, I'm here to tell you tonight that you have inside of you the same ingredients that flowed out of Jesus into that woman that day. Not different ingredients. The same The same ingredients. Are we getting it? Let's keep on. And of course, out of all the people in the crowd that were reaching out to touch him, why did this woman get Jesus' attention? Because she connected with this power, whereas other people were just being curious or, or just wanted to touch the, the, the star who is happening to come through town. Jesus was very popular. The scripture says over and over his popularity went all over the place. So some people were curious about Jesus because he was popular. This woman didn't care about his popularity. This woman said, he's got something that I need. And she accessed it. We're in Mark 5. Might as well go to Mark 6. Neighbors right next to each other. Now, we might as well start reading in the beginning, just to give you some context of what's happened. Mark 6, verse 1, I'm reading out the old King James here, it says, And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is that which is given unto him? that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and uh, Joseph and Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he could there... Do no mighty work. Now this is the benefit we have. This is how we're connecting the dots with the Greek word dunamis. Because you have these two English words here, mighty work. Those two English words are translating the one Greek word dunamis. So let's read it like that. And he could there do no dunamis except that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and he healed them. You wonder why he couldn't do much dunamis there? Look at verse 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went round about the villages teaching. Now that's a very interesting verse we just read because first of all you see that the unbelief is the reason that the dunamis could not be in full force the way Jesus would have wanted it to be. But then also you see that Jesus looks to put out the cure for the unbelief. He starts teaching. Why does he start teaching? Well, what's he teaching? He's teaching the gospel, the word of God. Which means if he's teaching then people are hearing. How does faith come? (laughs) Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So it's interesting that for for Jesus, it was really easy. If there's an unbelief problem, time for me to go about and do some more teaching because teaching results, teaching the word results in people hearing the word 
And people hearing the word result in people getting faith from what they hear. Hey. Now, just like we had a great example of what to do to access the dunamis power of God over in Mark 5 with that woman. In Mark 6, you got a great example of what not to do. Because there, rather than accessing it, they actually quenched and seriously limited what Jesus could do there. Verse 5 does not say that he wouldn't do any mighty works. It literally says he couldn't. Because not even Jesus can bypass unbelief. We've heard Pastor John teach it in recent times, and I love when he gets going about right there in Mark 5, you see it, uh, of uh, Jairus and, and, and his daughter. And, and, and that after this woman reached out and touched Jesus and the whole parade stopped and, you know, they had their little conversation. And, and then the guys from Jairus' house show up and say, uh, sir, your daughter's dead. There's no need to trouble the master any further. And uh, Pastor John's described it this way several times, and I love it because I see the same thing, that Jesus would turn to him, and if he had collars on his robe, grab him by the collars on his robe and say, don't be afraid, only believe. Why would Jesus respond in such a way? I'll tell you why. Because what that man did or didn't do as far as his faith was concerned was going to have all the impact in the world on what Jesus could do for his daughter. And the same thing applies to us. We can limit what the power of God can do in our lives with doubt and unbelief. The world is full of doubt. The world is full of doubt. You don't have to try hard to doubt. Doubt is the, the, the natural flow of things. If you just hop in the river and let the river take your words going, you're going to end up being a doubter. Because the, the flow of this world is downward. Downward and doubtward. So if you're going to be a man or a woman of faith, I'm telling you this right now, you're going to be swimming upstream. You're going to be going the opposite direction of the way that every other kind of mindset and thought is going. But I tell you, I'm glad to be with a whole lot of fish swimming upstream tonight. Are you with me, somebody? Hallelujah. Here's another interesting thing. You know, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the, the gifts of the Spirit. One of the gifts of the Spirit mentioned, 1 Corinthians 10, verse, uh, I mean, 12 and verse 10, is the working of miracles. Do you know that the word miracles is the word dunamis? <laughs> Literally, where it says the working of miracles, he's saying the working of dunamis. And just in case you forgot, I wanted to remind you, if you've got the word in you and you've got the spirit of God in you, that's the same stuff. Somebody say, I got miracles inside of me. You know, you can be filled with and anointed with dunamis. I love what the scripture says about Stephen over in Acts chapter 6. It said that Stephen was full of faith and power. 
And as a result of being full of faith and power, says he did great wonders and signs among the people. Acts 6, verse 8. Full of faith and power. And then what happened is that as a result of being full of faith and power, it flowed out of them. Now, uh, what are you full of? Someone's about to say, oh, no, he didn't. (laughs) Oh, yes, he did. (laughs) How about being full of faith and power? The dunamis of God. Healing power. Mighty work power. Miracle stuff. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. That's Acts 10, 38. We quoted it before. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with dunamis. Don't you know that you can literally, and the scripture shows us this, that you can be strengthened with dunamis? Yeah. How how many of you have ever said before, boy, I, I just need strength. You know, uh, it, it, physically, yeah, and 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 sometimes you you just need something that is even deeper than the physical dimension. You, you're just emotionally spent, tired inside, not just tired outside. Well, go ahead to the book of Ephesians. Put one finger in Ephesians 3 and one finger in Colossians 1. They're not far apart from each other. You can find them both. Ephesians 3 and Colossians 1. When you need strength, can dunamis help you? We know dunamis can help sick people. Already saw that. The dunamis power of God got into the body of a woman who was sick. Drove that sickness right out of there. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 says, and once again, this is a prayer that Paul's praying for the church. It's a good prayer to pray for yourself or for somebody else. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might, Through his spirit in the inner man. The word might is the word dunamis. To be strengthened with dunamis. Through his spirit in the inner man. We already saw what it could do for the outer man. For the body. Healed that woman's body. But this stuff's good for the inner man too. Colossians 1 verse 11. says, strengthen with all might. Once again, the word might is the word dunamis. Strengthen with all dunamis. According to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Strengthen with... The, the interesting word there that gets me is all. I mean, you're not even dealing with a little bit of it, and it's not like God said, okay, well, the, this, this piece of dunamis for you, and this for you, and this for you, and this for you. Everybody get a piece of dunamis today. God not even talking and giving you a piece of it. It says strengthen with all dunamis. You can't even get that. I mean, I'll just read that, and, and, and the wires in there just start smoking, I'm telling you. That's how much God wants to impact our lives to the point beyond anything we can even compute. Dunamis, health for your outer man, strength 
for your inner man. <laughs> what does dunamis provide us? Go to 2 Peter 1. Can you say, hey? All right. So you hang around me, you start saying stuff like that. Hey. Second Peter chapter 1. What does dunamis provide us? Now, now the thing I love about what we're going to read is that there's, there's, uh, just no way of missing this. This is so all-encompassing. There's just no way anybody's going to miss this. It's too clear. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2 and verse 3. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given to us, as his divine dunamis has given to us. What? All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So his divine dunamis has has given. So that means this is not some kind of deal you get when you get to heaven someday. This is something that your Bible says has been given to you. Someone say past tense. All things that pertain to life and godliness. Can I give you the Ray Ray version? (laughs) Here we go. All things that pertain to life and godliness is this. Everything you need for the physical side of life and everything you need for the spiritual side of life. Life and godliness. The natural part of your life and the spiritual side of your life, the godly part of your life. That means everything you need to stay strong and healthy pay your bills and have enough to pay somebody else's and also everything you need to be strong in the inner man everything you need to walk the tight rope do the right thing live a holy life don't cuss and chew and run with those who do etc etc so so that the, the ray ray version is just that everything you need for the practical natural part of life and everything you need for the spirit part of your life as well. And I, I, I think that about covers it all unless there's something I'm not seeing. So that means this dunamis is good for it all. Ain't no part of your life that this cannot affect. There's no part of your life that, that God said, well, well, you know, yeah, well, this is for this and this is for that. But no, we don't go there. No, God goes everywhere. He, he ain't scared of you. He ain't scared of nothing you're dealing with. Don't you love him? Hallelujah. So that's what dunamis is for. It, it basically, I mean, there ain't nothing it's not for if you look at it that way. All things that pertain to life and godliness. Glory to God. Now we started to see with that woman with the issue of blood over in Mark chapter 5 that it was her faith that activated the power. We'll go ahead and uh, write down this reference, 2 Thessalonians 1.11. This says... uh, that God will fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with dunamis. God will fulfill or complete or bring to completion the work of faith with dunamis. 
reminds me of something Peter said over, I believe it's 1 Peter 1, 9. He talked about receiving the end of your faith. Don't you know God's about bringing your faith to completion, bringing your faith to fulfillment, bringing your faith to the finish line. After all, he identified himself as the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And he who has begun a good work in you mm, 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 will be faithful to complete it. Hallelujah. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it before the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So we we see that. We see that God wants to uh, fulfill the work of faith with power. Ephesians 1.19 uses this term. Uh, Paul's praying for the church that they would see things and get things. And in Ephesians 1.19, one of the things he wants them to get is the exceeding greatness of his dunamis toward us who believe. Now that's something we need to take note of. Who's the dunamis toward? It's towards us who believe, which means if you're not believing, it's not toward you. We quoted Romans 1.16 before. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation unto or for everyone who believes. So that means if you're not believing, then you're not getting the benefit of that dunamis. And it's the, it says it's the dunamis of God to salvation. And that word salvation is the word soteria. And I'll tell you, I love these loaded words. I don't believe I wrote the, uh, the definition of soteria down here, but I know one of the, one of the things that, that, that you see in the word soteria is health, uh, being rescued. <laughs> that, that's another word in there. there. There's a few more, but those are two right off the top that I remember. To be rescued and also to have health. So if the gospel is the dunamis of God, the power of God unto salvation, unto being rescued, unto being healthy. And it's for those who believe. Well, then I won't be a a believer then. Because if I be not a believer, then I be not getting in on the goods. But if I am a believer, I'm getting in on the goods that the gospel brings to me. Hallelujah. First Peter 1 5 says that that we're kept by the power of God through faith. Kept by the dunamis of God. My goodness. You know, uh, Galatians 3, verse 5, the New International Version of that, that's Galatians 3, 5, and the NIV says this, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you? Of course, miracles is the word dunamis. Does God give you his spirit and work dunamis among you because you observe the law or because you believe what you heard? Over and over and over, you see the connection between faith and power, believing in power. There is no way around it. So those two got to go together because if you've got power, but you don't have believing, you get nothing. Nothing, honey, nothing. Now, remember the woman with the issue of blood. We're spending a lot of time talking about her because that's such a prime example of how to do it right. But what Jesus ultimately said to her was not that my power has made you well. He said, your faith has made you well. Which means that Jesus' power, although that power needed to be activated, 
If not for that woman's faith, there ain't nothing flowing into her. If that was the case, she might as well just touch the shag of an old carpet. And she got the same thing as if she touched the wonderful hem of his garment. But she had faith. Now, there's something I want you to see. This is very, very important because we're looking at the difference between getting results and not getting results. Go to Luke 5. Oh, yeah, go to Luke 5. Hallelujah. Don't you love the Bible? You know what? Imagine that. All these little nuggets about dunamis, just right under the surface. See, that that just motivates you to dig in a little bit more, doesn't it? I mean, that's right under the surface. I mean, you don't have to have a PhD or an XYZ or anything to get that. You you just got to just do a little research. It's right there. It's amazing. Luke 5, look at verse 17. It says, Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Now, the word power is the word dunamis. Now, who was it present to heal? Well, look who was there, because it says them. Who's them? Pharisees and teachers of the law who are sitting by. Now you read the rest of Luke 5, you don't see none of them getting healed. Is that the fault of the power? You can say, well, it just wasn't the Lord's will. Fully on that, the Bible says that the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Not just that the power of the Lord was present, but it also said the purpose that the power of the Lord was present. To heal them. How could the power of the Lord be present to heal them and none of them get nothing? Because it's not all up to the Lord. Because if it was all up to the Lord, we wouldn't have gotten this mess to begin with. We'd still be in Eden if it was all up to the Lord. Faith. The connection. The faith connection. You know, we we read before Romans 15, 13. I, I see time's getting away. We need to wrap this up. So much more we could get into, but... uh, 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 I think we, we can just wrap it up here in a few minutes. Romans 15, 13, we, we referenced that earlier. As a matter of fact, we looked at it all together. It said, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope or abound in expectancy or expectation by the dunamis of the Holy Spirit. And I just started getting a picture inside of me about this expectation thing. And of course, I don't know if the term is is still used as popularly as it once was. But often, when a woman is pregnant, she would use the term, I'm expecting. And I tell you, it, it just is so clear and plain to me that when... The faith, when you make the connection between faith and power, you literally conceive. Hey, now. Now, now th- think about this. When Mary received the, the, the vision of the angel Gabriel, he said that the 
the dunamis of the most high will overshadow you. Now that's Luke, I believe it's Luke 1 verse 35. It said the dunamis of the uh, most high will overshadow you. Now Luke 1 45, 10 verses later, said that Mary believed it. So you have dunamis and then you have believing. And what happens? It happens. Whatever the it is, happens. Hebrews 11, 11. Say 11, 11. That's talking about Sarah, Abraham's wife. Hebrews 11, 11 says that through faith, Sarah also received strength to conceive seed. Now the word strength is the word dunamis. Through faith, Sarah received dunamis to conceive seed. When she was past age, Because she judged him faithful who had promised. (laughs) Now now that's interesting. We're talking about getting pregnant. These are just two very specific instances of pregnancy. One a virgin birth. And one a, 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 a lady conceiving who was well past the time of being able to do so. And her husband well past the time of being able to do much himself. (laughs) Look what faith can do. (laughs) So let me ask you this. Are you expecting? When you make that connection, your faith. And God's power. Sometimes you see something pretty quick and sometimes you don't see it pretty quick. Well, hey, what's happening? Well, similar to pregnancy, you see, see, you get the baby inside first before you get the baby outside. Hey, now. And in this case here, that answer to prayer, that thing you're believing God for, you get it inside first before it shows up on the outside. And then over the process of time, you know, you're going around, you're telling somebody, say, I'm expecting. I'm expecting. And you, you get to the point, you see, when, when that thing's too big to stay in you anymore, it's got to come out here on the outside. I mean, glory to God. So some of y'all about to have cravings for ice cream tonight. (laughs) Say, ice cream and pickles. Honey, give me some ice cream and pickles. Why? Because you're having those cravings. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. You're expecting something. You're pregnant with something. Because the faith and the power of God have connected. And therefore, that thing is inside of you. Because you have it inside first before you have it outside. You have it in the unseen first before you have it in the seen. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Well, Jesus, how can I believe that I received them if I didn't receive them? Because you did receive them. But you received it in here first. And because you received it in here, ultimately you have it out here. But do not, do not, someone say, do not. Do not not fail to care for that baby you're carrying. By regularly meditating on the word. Regularly speaking the word about that situation. Not allowing anything that comes out of your mouth to say anything contrary to what you've already believed. Because you want to protect your baby. You don't want to be the cause of your own miscarriage. 
But Pastor Ray, it's tough. I mean, I'm just walking around like this, you know. I tell you, if I had a, a big enough shirt, I'd stuff a pillow under there to illustrate it. You know, you know the pregnant walk. Come on, I, I can't do it because I ain't never been. But the, the, you mamas out there, you know what I'm talking about. See, it, it, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's eight months gone by. And it's tough. It's tough to get up the stairs. My, my feet twice their size. It, it's tough. And how fitting that the scripture would say, be not weary in well-doing. <laughs> For in due season you will reap if you faint not. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Now, one more thing. One more thing, Ephesians 3.20. Go there quick. Ephesians 3.20. One last thing I want to plant inside of you about dunamis tonight. Woo-wee. Ephesians 3.20. Glory to God. Are you there? Yes. Check this out. Now unto him that is able... To do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the dunamis that works in us. Now I want you to see this, that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. So our asking and thinking is really just the, the starting line that God can work off of. I mean, that's just the starting line. God said, you give me a starting line and I'll just go exceeding abundantly above and beyond it. But what's this according to? Because it's according to something. According to the dunamis that works in you. Well, how much dunamis is working in you obviously has to do with your faith. Because if you don't have your faith developed and your faith at work and, and faith being exercised, then you don't have any power working. But if there's no limit, if Jesus did not put any restrictions on how much you can develop in your faith, then there's no restriction on how much power that you have working in you. That means when you read Ephesians 3.20, God doesn't put any limit on it. He doesn't put any cap on it. The cap is totally up to us and where we're at and how much of his power we have working in us. We put the cap on it. He doesn't put the cap on it. So let me tell you, when it comes to dunamis, the sky is the limit. Amazing. All that right there in your Bible. Amen. Glory to God. Give God some praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord.